This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, now look high. I mean, not high, I look tall. <clears throat> Atmosphere of faith. And Lord, whenever we gather together, Jesus, I thank you that you're right in the midst of us. And uh, whenever we get into your word, I thank you, Lord, that you would impart... Lord, everything that every individual person needs in Jesus' name, and everybody says amen. Well, I was, you know, sitting this afternoon, I really, I've just so enjoyed your hospitality, just so great connecting with you, just been awesome to come back to Clarkstorp. This is my stomping grounds, you know, I grew up in Sylvantane, and uh, it was just so, um, I wouldn't say emotional, but it was a little touching driving around and just... Um, seeing all the places I got, I got christened at this Bapt- at this uh, Presbyterian church. I see something fell. Uh, the steeple's gone, so I don't know how spiritual that is, but it's not there. Um, but anyway, um, but it's just been a blessing to be back here, and you know, sitting this afternoon in my room, just waiting, contemplating. I just felt that you know, as the church, as the body of Christ, the bride, globally around the world. I believe it's time for us to shine. It's time for us to really, really resonate what God is doing in heaven as it is on earth. And over the last couple of months, as I've traveled, I see this common thread going through the whole church globally. And it's almost like God is saying, okay, now it's time for us to do some um, self-assessment and find out the rest of the world. Amen. There's a world out there waiting and looking and anticipating because how many of you know the world knows? The people out there know what this means, but they're not fully, they don't fully understand it because there's been so much religious stuff going on. But they are waiting and they are looking and they are perceiving that for some reason this, this group of people called the church is going to bring life. And so tonight I want to speak about, or just a question, a couple of weeks ago I was on my walk, and I like to walk far, I like to do like five or six miles every day, and um, the Lord just spoke a word, He said, what's in their leaven? And, and it took me by surprise, and I, it's almost like I had to rethink what He said, and this is what He said to me again, He said, what's in their leaven? What's in their yeast? Leaven is another word for yeast. And um, how many of you have ever wondered... Um, how important it is to make good sourdough bread. Do you guys eat sourdough bread here in South Africa? We love, I love sourdough bread. I eat everything with sourdough. You don't make a mistake with sourdough. You guys aren't that excited about sourdough. But in America, when you say sourdough, it's like, yay, because everybody loves sourdough. And you don't want to make a mistake with good sourdough bread. Because you know, when I go into the bakery, I don't... And then you go home and you toast it and you eat peanut butter, syrup, bacon, chicken, everything on your sourdough sandwich. We eat, we eat waffles and chicken. That's just like a sudden thing. And, uh, and so it's very important that we, when you're making sourdough that you make sure that there's enough leaven in the dough to bring it into a fermentation process. You know what it means to ferment? You know, you're fermenting beer sometimes, you know, when you're making beer, you make sure it ferments. But then in sourdough, you make sure that the process is complete. 
in knowing um, Pastor Mark, you probably have an oven up here and making sourdough, sourdough bread, amen? And so, um, and I started to think about the fermentation process. What happens in our life when we receive Jesus, what goes on in our life matters. Because how many of you know that when we receive Jesus, we receive the kingdom leaven? And I'm going to show you, if you go to Matthew 13, 33, I'll just read a couple of verses, Matthew 13, 33, because it matters. Something starts to happen on the inside of us when we receive the kingdom of heaven, comes to live on the inside of the message tonight, because I really feel it's time that we understand what we carry matters. What we carry, what we say, what we do you know, the way we manifest the kingdom, the way we talk about God, the way we bring God, the way we explain heaven, the way we live our lives matters. Everything about your life matters, especially in this critical season. We are in a critical season. I live in the United States, and I want to tell you right now, I thank God every day that I'm born again. I thank God every day that I've got the word. I thank God every day that I've got the kingdom leaven on the inside of me. Because here it says in, in Matthew 13, 33, it says, well, in verse 32, it says, Of all the seeds, it is the smallest, speaking about the mustard seed, but when it's grown, it is the largest of the garden herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and find shelter in its branches. And just verse 31 and 32 can preach for the next 10 years. But in verse 33, it says, He told them another parable, The kingdom of heaven is like leaven. And in my Amplified Bible, it actually says sourdough. I'm serious. You can come and have a look. Sourdough. I really believe we're going to have sourdough in heaven because it's in the Bible, which a woman took and covered over in three measures of meal or flour till all of it was leavened. In other words, there's a process that we come in and we've got to start being a prophetic word. Every experience, every time you come into worship, every time you encounter God, I believe a little bit of leaven is released into your life. Every time we come into a place of worship, I believe there's leaven being released into us. So God wants to start this fermentation process. And most times we just brush it aside and we just live for the moment and we don't have any understanding to what the results should be in the future. And so we come to church and we're very good members. We know how to do the membership thing. We know how to do the church thing. We know how to do all the stuff. But I want to tell you right now, we have got to start to stop the boat for a while and understand there's something going on the inside of me that's literally going to touch nations, globally, cities, regions that are going to be touched when you understand the leaven, the kingdom on leaven inside of you is actually happening. There's something happening. There's a process. You can't be the same person you were 10 years ago. You can't be the same person you were a week ago. Something has to change. And it's almost like we've got into this orbit, this orbit of just complacency, and we, just, we move around in this orbit of Christianity, but there's nothing dynamic that's going on. And we've got to change that. And so I want to just share some things with you because I believe uh, when, we, when we understand the leaven of the kingdom, there's a powerful manifestation and a maturity that comes from understanding how am I positioned, am I appointed, what have I got to do on this earth. So we've got to allow the leaven of the kingdom in us so others. You see, the kingdom of God, this whole gospel of the kingdom is not so much about me, it's about others. 
It's about me affecting other people. The outworking of the kingdom. The outworking. Have you ever thought about, have you ever thought about your life? And when you're in a group of people that you don't know, you're in a group, you're in a hall, you're in a room, you're in a shop, you're in a restaurant. Have you ever contemplated for a second what is actually happening in the spiritual realm because you're sitting there? That's the challenge because we don't think about stuff like that. We just think the atmosphere that, oh, well, you know, this atmosphere. No, when I walk into an atmosphere, all of that atmosphere comes to attention because I'm carrying the universe. I'm, yeah, I'm carrying the creator of the universe. That's how I live my life. I'm expecting to see things happen. Whether I'm sitting in a restaurant or an airplane or wherever I am, I'm expecting this whole ecosystem to change because I stepped in there. And that's how we need to start to think. Otherwise, we just consistently live from this place of bowing to everything else, and we shouldn't be bowing. Amen? Come on. And so I want to just read something to you in, um, in uh, let's just go to 1 Corinthians. And I'm just, I'm just making, I'm just laying some foundation. This is not about this church or the spirit in this church. This is just an observation that, and, and something that Paul was addressing in, in, to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. He was actually addressing something. And um, it says in, in verse 1, is actually, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, impurity of a sort that is condemned and does not occur even among the heathen. And so he's dealing with all this stuff, and it comes here to verse 4. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, on the man who has committed such a deed, when you and my own spirit are met together with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, you are to deliver this man over to Satan for physical discipline, to destroy carnal lusts, which prompted him to incest, that his spirit may yet be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Now listen to this. About the condition of your church, your boasting is not good. Now I'm not speaking to you as a church. I'm speaking, Paul was dealing with something and he had to make a point. So just don't, you know, look at your boss and say, oh, well, was he prophesying? No, I'm not speaking to you as a church. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so, um, <laughs> please, after the, about the condition of your church, your boasting is not good. Indeed, it is most unseemly and entirely out of place. Do you not know that just a little leaven, there's that word, just a little leaven will ferment the whole lump? So you've got to start to ask yourself the question, what is it in my life fermenting the whole lump or the dough in my life, what is actually affecting me from running my race and being what God wants me to be? Anything other than kingdom leaven will pervert this atmosphere. And it will prevent you from actually running in your lane. You've got to be sure that there's no foreign leaven coming into you. We've allowed it in America. Right now, we are, we are having battles in, in schools. We are having battles with school boards. We are having battles with universities. We are having battles because what we did in America, I've been, there, I've, been in Amer I've been out of this country for almost 27 years. And what we've done is we've abdicated our authority and we've allowed it all sorts of ungodly leaven to come into the church. And now we're having the fight of our life to try and purge the leaven. In South Africa, I think you, you still have a lot of grace and you still have this amazing time period of saying we are not going to receive this ungodly leaven to come in. Any type of leaven that's different to the Word of God and to the Spirit of God, you've got to resist. You've got to resist it. 
Because in, during the 60s, my wife was part of the Jesus movement. In that movie yeah, called The Jesus Revolution, you've got to see it. And that's exactly what was going on. People were getting saved in the thousands. But what happened, the intellectuals that got saved abdicated their positions of authority on the mountains of influence. When they got saved, everybody was saying, Jesus is coming back next week. And instead of staying on the mountain of influence, they abdicated their authority. And all the liberals and everybody that was weird and everybody that was for all sorts of stuff and sin. They actually took over those mountains and now they're ruling those mountains while the church is having church. You've got to get back onto that place of authority and you've got to say, no, I'm bringing the kingdom leaven with me and I, I'm going to start to dictate the atmosphere. It's the leaven of the kingdom that I carry that I'm going to start to um, bring into the atmosphere wherever I go. So we can prophesy until the cows come home, but you've got to stop it at the door, the door of your heart. You've got to say, no, this leaven that I carry is pure and holy, and I'm not going to allow anything to pervert it and bring an impurity in my life. Amen. Come on. I can tell you, I just, I was in Australia just in February there that I knew, I've known them for. I had the church and then he passed away and he handed the church to his son. And I'm having like, I'm having time with the son and with his leadership. And he said, oh, well, you know, Pastor David, um, we don't call it the kingdom of darkness anymore. We call it the kingdom of gray. It's like, huh? Yeah, because we, listen, listen, because we don't want to offend the witch doctors and the witchcraft in this area, we don't want to offend the spiritualists. Leaven. Hello. Then he says, oh, by the way, we started a discipleship program, and our discipleship program is called, wait, wait, sexy discipleship. Leaven. Amen. Come on. Now, I'm not going to give you a whole big thing about who to drink and who's drinking and who's drinking wine. Well, we're sitting there, the boys pull out their beers at a ministry meeting, and they all start drinking beers. Leaven. Do you understand what I'm saying? And to them, now it's become normal, and everybody now frowns upon the purity of the gospel. We frown upon integrity. We frown upon holiness. We frown upon, the, frown upon those things that are just and holy, because now we've opened our heart up to all sorts of impurity, and it's called leaven. So you've got to start asking yourself the question in the season, what is in my leaven? What am I mixing? Is there a mixture going on in my life? Amen, come on. Is there a mixture? Is there a mixture of godliness? Is there, are we just embracing um, ancestral worship? We're we embracing witchcraft. We're embracing this. We put it in this little compartment. We call that culture, and then we call this a religion with Jesus. I'm sorry, you can't do that. So we've got to look at this and say, oh, well, who's influencing you? I'm very, 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 very strong in terms of my discipleship uh, method. I'm always very, very jealous. I get there's like a roar that comes out of my spirit when I sit around my disciples. I'm always interested whose book they're reading, who are they listening to, who, what are they watching, who's influencing them, where are they getting the information, because I don't want them to be tarnished by the wrong leaven. Amen? You've got to go into your daughter's bedroom and you've got to sit down with her and say, hey, conversations with our sons and our daughters and our disciples and those people that we are accountable for and to, we've got to start to say, okay, what's in your leaven? You've got to be alert.
the church is not alert. Everybody else is coming out of the closet except the church. Hello? And so um, a little leaven. In other words, a little deception. Just a little deception. Not a big deception. The Bible says little deception. A little gossip. Just a little gossip. A little lie. Just a little offense. Well, we just, we're not really offended with you, but we're just a little offended with you. Amen. A little suspicion. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's just, it's just that little bit, a little accusation. And right now, you know, we're in, I'm in relationship with an amazing guy called Sean Boltz. And, um, you know, our, and, and he brought, last week, he, he, there was such a warning that went out. How many of you are familiar with Sean Boltz? Please go and check him out. And Sean Bowles last week, just last week, was speaking about this very thing. And he said, guys, there is a warning being released from heaven right now. And the warning is, stop accusing men and women of God. Stop gossiping and stop questioning your ability to run in your lane and fulfill your assignment. We've got to stop that stuff because what we do is we give territory to the devil that he has not earned. The devil has not earned one spot of territory. It belongs to the kingdom. The earth belongs to the Lord. The earth above the earth and below the earth belong to the Lord. And while we gossip and while we fight and while we allow the, 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 uh, this ungodly leaven into the church, we end up with all sorts of messes that are absolutely unnecessary. Amen? Come on. And so I, I just feel what is, what is permeating your heart? If you, th- if you sat down tonight and said, okay, God, what is the fragrance of God? You know, what, and be, be honest to be able to say, well, you know what? I think that this part of my life, this is not of God, and I'm going to get rid of it. You know, I don't go to Woolworths and go with my wife to Woolworths. By the way, we don't have Woolworths. I wish we did. Um, you know, we, got, we have got a place called Publix and, or Harry's Teeter. And uh, I don't go into Harry's Teeter and say, you know, honey, can you buy some oranges, but make sure that there's a real fraught one right in the middle of everyone. I don't buy rotten oranges. I don't buy rotten apples. I don't go to the restaurant and say, can you serve me all the rotten food that's left over in your fridge? That would just mold, the worldly mold and leaven to creep in into our lives, what we watch, what we hear, what we listen to, and we just think, oh, well, you know, this is just part of life, and God's grace is sufficient, and God's mercy, and yet we're actually permeating the whole atmosphere with the, with the wrong leaven. Are you hearing me? I'll tell you why this is an important message. Because the days are upon us where there will be false teachers, there will be false prophets, there will be false pastors, there will be of demons, and if you've got the wrong leaven, you are going to be absolutely um, um, just so confused, and that thing's going to start to permeate on the inside of you, and it's going to start to ferment, and when you look again, you'll be right off track. Takes a little bit to get off track. Not about. I was in the air force, and I was an air. I was an air fighter control. In other words, I, I led my pilot to the enemy. And I want to tell you, if that pilot was off three degrees now, he'll be off 360 degrees when we get to the enemy. So you've got to be sure that you're not off anywhere, on some tangent or rabbit trail because you think you're right. Amen. We've got to get back to that place where we can say, okay, I'm not going to argue with people. You know why? I've stopped arguing because I'm filled with kingdom leaven. I can't prove this word wrong. It's proved me wrong. 
Amen. And I'm still amazed that men's opinions, they think their opinions greater than this. This is infinite. This is eternity. Amen. Come on. And so you've got to start to ask yourself the question, is this what this guy is saying? Is this prophet actually speaking something to me that's going to add to the kingdom leaven? Or is it taking away or subtracting from kingdom leaven? And is he leaving his stinking thinking in my bread box? Amen? Who's depositing stuff in your life? It's amazing how much we can just... We attract all this stuff on the journey of life. We listen to this thing. We listen to place of maturity. How many of you know that after a while you start getting the wiser? You know, I, th I thought totally different when I was 30. 30 years later, I'm 62. And 30 years later, or 32 years later, I'm like, at 30, I was thinking I was crazy. <laughs> I actually, my, my frontal lobe only came in when I was 30, I think. My wife would say, why did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> and now, 32 years later, it's like, wow, God, I'm at this place of my life where I'm just so incredibly blessed and I'm just so excited, but I've actually started to understand what the word discernment means. I actually started to understand what boundaries mean and what it means to walk in holiness and purity and godliness and, and obedience and all these different things. And suddenly, I'm like, where was I when I was 30? So you've got to start to realize we, God doesn't want you to go around the mountain. We don't need to go back into Egypt. We don't need to spend 40 years on the wrong side of our inheritance. Amen? Come on. Do you understand? And I want to tell you the greatest example of obedience is the life of David. Out of all the guys in the Bible, I mean, I love David. I mean, he did mess up, but when he was a young guy... You know, there he is on the, on, the, on the hillside looking after the sheep. He sees his brothers getting invited to the, to the house to get, to get anointed. He sees all these things happen, but David doesn't lend his heart to their leaven of jealousy. He keeps his heart pure, and God exalts him in five minutes on the battlefield. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so some of you have killed the lion and the bear, but you're at this point in your life that you've got to be alert and watchful that pride and arrogance doesn't come in and rob you from that victory. Otherwise, you're going to have to go and shoot, fight some more bears and lions. I, do you don't know, you know understand. I don't want to go around the mountain and fight another Goliath. I've already killed a couple of Goliaths, and I understand how that all works. So in my life, I'm very jealous to God what's happening and what's coming into my leaven. Amen. Because it matters. And so uh, let's just go on. Galatians 5. Let me take you, take you to Galatians 5. Real quick. Galatians 5, 7 to 10. It says, if we are in Christ Jesus. Did I say Galatians 5? Yes. So I'm just going to read from verse 6. But if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. Stop arguing about it. It's crazy. But only faith activated, listen to these words, only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. You Now listen to how you nobly, who has interfered in and hindered and stopped you from your heeding and following the truth. This evil persuasion is not from him who called you, who invited you to freedom in Christ. A little leaven, just a little leaven. 
Just a little leaven of what? A slight inclination to error or false teaching. Just a little leaven. It leavens the whole lump. It perverts the whole conception of faith or misleads the whole church. In other words, you've got to stop allowing any legalistic nonsense religion to come into your ear gate. You've got to say, no, I'm not going to allow that stuff to contaminate me. And everybody that listens to me is going to understand freedom, not legalism. Because right now there's legalism happening. I'm in America, and I'm hearing stuff about, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I had some amazing friends, and the next thing, the guy invites me to his house, and all his kids are there, and this is like a meeting. I'm thinking, man, we're going to chow down. In the meantime, this guy has this, like, secret meeting, and he says, well, you know, brothers, uh, we just, we've decided we're going to go back, and we're going to do all the feasts, and we're going to do all this, and we're going to wear the hamakah, and we're going to this, and we're going to do this, and it's like... <gasps> Not to me. Hasta mañana. You see, and it sounds all cool, and I see this little trend going on in the church. I'm, my wife's Jewish, spirit-filled Jewess. What we want to do, we want to circle back into the law. And, and Paul addresses the Galatians and says, who has bewitched you? You know what the word bewitched means? Why have you received all this demonic stuff back in your life? You're either a Christian, a little Christ, or you're a Jew. You can't be like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, and when I had my church in Australia, I had to make sure, because we had a couple of people there that thought they were Jewish, and they weren't. <laughs> and they wanted to do this and light the candles and do this on a Friday. And I said, no, we are not a Jewish, we are not a synagogue. We are a church. This is Christians. We have come away from being Gentiles. We are now Christ ones, and we are following the way. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even the word Christian is not even biblical because that's what they named those ones that followed Jesus during the Roman Empire. They called them Christians, and they marked them. That isn't even a word that Jesus or Paul even spoke about. Do you understand what I'm saying? We've invented a lot of stuff. So you in this season have got to be watchful, especially in this hour, and say, okay, God, what's happening to my leaven? Is my leaven being perverted by all this stuff, all this new stuff that's happening? Amen. There's a speaking about, um, you know, you're not going to die, immortality and all that. It's, it's a, there's a big wave in America right now. And some preachers that you and I will know, if I mention their names, they're all into immortality. It's like, excuse me, uh, that's not the kingdom. It's, 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 it says in the word that we are, it's, 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 it says that we would die once. Amen? And so you've got to just be alert, and I just feel, especially with this, there's a new prophetic wave happening, and I want to tell you, some of the prophetic stuff we're seeing is absolutely phenomenal, but in the midst of all the phenomenal excitement, there's this little thing worming its way in, and people are being captivated by the prophetic uh, ministers that are coming in for gain. Yes, prophets with an F. So everybody's in it for the prophet. And you, I think you guys had one guy here that fled to Malawi, and he, was, he had billions of dollars. That's wrong leaven. Amen? Okay, so I'm just going to land this thing. So do you see the, da the danger here, guys? What's in your leaven? Have you tested what's coming into your leaven? You know, um, um, and so, you know, our words matter. Our, our actions matter. Um, everything in your life, you know, we, we should be affecting 
You know, when I travel from nation to nation, when I go into those nations, I take that seriously and I say, Lord, you know, I want to see this nation touched by the power of God. I want to see, you know, I'm going to Portugal this year. I'm going to South Korea. I'm going to Hong Kong. I'm going to, I'll be in 12 the seriously. And, but I'm watchful and alert because I don't want that stuff to enter into my, into my leaven. Amen. And so I just felt that. And so the last, the last verse here is Matthew 16. And he's, you know, Matthew, I just love um, how they're just addressing stuff here in the church. But let's just have a look at Matthew 16. So, yeah, I think it's, it's so important just, just to really be uh, alert uh, and, and be just, yeah, we've got to be so discerning um, in this season because uh, it's just there's so much happening. But Matthew 16, and, and, and this is an amazing little story. When the disciples reached the other side of the sea, this is verse 5, they found that they had forgotten to bring any bread. They had no sourdough bread. <laughs> Jesus said to them, Be careful and on your guard against the leaven. But uh, he uses the word here. He says, Be careful of the fermentation. That's what it says here in my Bible. The ferment or the fermentation of the Pharisees and Sadducees. But, the, but the, the, the disciples didn't understand, and they reasoned among themselves about it, saying, it is because we did not bring any bread. <laughs> and, and Jesus says to them, but Jesus, aware of this, asked them, why are you discussing in your, among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? O oh, you men of little faith, do you not yet discern and perceive and understand? In other words, we've got to move into this, into this place of really understanding, discerning stuff. I'm telling you, I used to be so quick to receive anybody and everybody. Now, I have this filter. And when I hear stuff, it has to go through this Holy Ghost filter. In actual fact, I just started a series called it's The Seven Principles of How God Guides. And I've become very strong in it because I believe we have one little, we hear one word from God, and it's really obscure, and then we jump off the end of the earth. You've got to make sure the leaven that you're carrying actually represents a kingdom of truth and light. And if you open your mouth and you're just speaking all sorts of weird you know, dysfunctional stuff, what happens is you actually release that leaven into other people's lives. And the next thing, we have this whole batch of unholy, you know, ungodly leaven, and we didn't know how that happened. You've got to be discerning. Amen? So you've got to ask yourselves this question tonight. What's in my leaven? Amen? You've got to, you've got to make sure. I don't go and fill my car up with all sorts of additives. Well, maybe, they, you know, I drive a Ford 150 truck, but it takes uh, uh, petrol. Can you imagine if I said, well, can you just put like five liters of, of diesel in it? <laughs> you know what happened to me in England? This is a true story. I just thought about it now. I hired a car, an Audi, a diesel Audi. I don't know why they make diesel Audis. It just doesn't sound good. You know, like diesel Mercedes, diesel Lamborghini, diesel Audi. It just doesn't match. It's like ice cream and soup. It just... Uh, just put it, I can't put it in that context. But anyway, so we're driving this Audi diesel, nice car, myself, my wife, and we had another couple. And um, every now and then, this blue light would come up on the dash, and it said, you've got to put this additive in the diesel. 
like, you know, I don't know what you guys call it here, but in England, you have to put this additive in the, have you guys heard about that? It's like an additive you put in a diesel engine. You've never heard of it before? Okay. Machtach. It could be. I'm not sure. But anyway, so I stop at a garage and I say, listen, I've got to put some type of additive. The guy knew exactly what I needed. He said, there's five liters. You, throw, you make sure you put it in with the diesel. That's all he said. So I go back to the car and instead of reading the instructions, I open up the gas tank and I'm throwing this look, 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 look. I'm thinking, okay, maybe I just should need this a little bit. I didn't, you know, I didn't measure. I thought maybe just this much. So we got in the car, filled the car up, and off we go. And this busy highway, the M1 in England. Busy, 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 busy. There's big trucks, there's cars. And the next thing, this big Audi goes, and just the engine just goes, and I'm stuck in the middle of the highway. And I'm, and I'm putting my foot flat on the accelerator, and she's rolling at three miles an hour. And, I'm, I'm tell my, and I tell my passengers, get out. Get over the barrier, stand on the other side. I'm in the car. The next thing, a big truck comes from behind, and he sees me, and he puts on his brakes, and he fishtails past me. And guess what I realized? I shouldn't have put it in the gas tank. I should have put it in the engine. Hello. No, it wasn't antifreeze. It was a, it was a thing you put in the, in the diesel. Because I don't know what it does to the It wasn't antifreeze. It was for a diesel engine, but you don't put it in the gas tank. You put it in the, in the engine. There's an, actual, there's an actual reservoir for this stuff. So I got the wrong stuff in the engine. That shouldn't go through the engine. It shouldn't go through the carburetors. It should go in the front where the oil is. There's a little reservoir that goes into the engine and it helps lubricate something there, but it's not supposed to go through the firing chamber in our life. We are mixing the wrong stuff. We don't read the instructions. Amen. We'll just receive a little bit of an accusation. Yeah, whatever it is. And I believe we're in a season where God wants to help you to, to break this maintenance mentality of being Mr. Goody Good Shoes. So I'll just allow people to tell me dirty jokes. I'll just allow the atmosphere at work just to, you know, let's just go uh, with it because I don't want to be seen as a party pooper. You know, I'll just let it ride, let it go. In the meantime, their stuff is splashing on you. Amen. And then you end up with feeling condemned and you feeling all this and you feeling that. And then slowly but surely you revert back to the, you know, I'm no longer part of the law of sin and death, but suddenly we're becoming more part of the law of sin and death, not part of the law of life, which is in Christ Jesus, because now we've got all this mixture. You've got to watch that. Amen. So, Father God, I pray tonight that we would watch everything. God, that we'll put back our, our spiritual spec, uh, our specs, Lord, that we will see and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us in this season. God, that we'll be shaven. Lord, I pray tonight, Lord, that we would, God, that we would grow up and become mature. Lord, that we will surely become the light of the world, not the light to the church. But God, that we'll become the light to the world, that we'll become the salt of the earth. Lord, that our leaven will permeate 
um, Clarkstorp and Potchefstroom and Johannesburg, that we will be those ones that would be able to ignite revivals and that we will be not just accountable, but God, that we will be reliable and truthful and people would be drawn to the light of the kingdom of heaven in us because of integrity. God, I pray tonight that every person here that has lost that little bit of fermentation, that fermentation's not happening. God, God, that they will start to ferment the atmosphere in Jesus' name, that there will be a pregnancy. It'll be like, I just saw like this atmosphere over this church and over some of your lives becoming pregnant. And you can speak to anybody that's pregnant. When that water breaks, it breaks. And I'm telling you, the water's about to break over your lives. And you're, you're about to see that which you've been birthed. And God says, I'm going to birth new, new ministry here. I'm going to birth new things here. Things that you guys have spoken about and dreamed about are going to be birthed again in the house. This will become a birthing chamber of revival. This is a birthing chamber of mission, birthing chambers of business, birthing chambers of every sorts of, of opportunity because you've allowed the fermentation to go through the whole process. That's why God will do it. So, Lord, I pray tonight that just lay hands on your body tonight, just by faith, just lay hands on your body. Just take your left hand or your right hand and just lay it anywhere on your body as a sign or as a prophetic act and say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I step into the season of fermentation. Lord, I thank you that the leaven of the kingdom of heaven will start to ferment on the inside of me and change my course, change my altitude, change my attitude and bring me into this, this, this truthful representation of what the kingdom should look like. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.